which movie was she a part of again? I think it was the fifth one. I don't know. There's there's so many movies now, but <laughs> hello, hello, and hello. Welcome to the Movie Bugle Podcast. My name is Justin, and I am the host of this show. Welcome back after a brief hiatus. I, it's It feels like forever, and even though it's only been two weeks, it seems like it's been a while since I had the chance to talk with you guys. I think most part is because the last couple of episodes I put out I've had guests on it so it's been a while since this has just been me talking directly to you guys so thank you guys for holding out and welcome back as always please be sure to check out at the movie bugle on Instagram or you can check out the movie bugle podcast online I do have a website well it's not necessarily a website it's under link tree if you've ever heard of it before pretty much the website is l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e forward slash the movie bugle or if you do follow me on instagram you can click the link in my bio and you'll be able to find all the links on there the movie bugle has expanded a little bit so before we were only on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and spotify but we are now on stitcher we are also on iHeartRadio, and we are on TuneIn. I'm not too familiar with TuneIn, but from what I read, TuneIn said it was connected to Alexa. So if you have an Alexa at home, try going, saying, hey, Alexa, play the Movie Bugle podcast and see if it comes up. And if it does, let me know if it works. <laughs> but once again, thank you guys for tuning in. So what has everyone been watching? Like I said, I've only been off air for two weeks, but it feels like forever. Um, But what has everyone been watching? There's so much content online these days. The movie theaters are opening back up. Um, There's a lot of exciting things happening with that. You know, I live in Los Angeles and I know for over here, theaters have been closed for a while. They did open up a little bit over in Orange County. Um, If you don't know, Orange County is where Disneyland is. So it's outside of the main part of L.A. But Los Angeles County, you know, conveniently also where that's Los Angeles is at. um, The theaters have been closed. They opened up, I think, for like maybe a little bit and then closed right back down last year, but they are now open. And what's funny is also, and I'll talk about it. I was going to save it a little bit later for the podcast, but I'll talk about it now just with my experience i went with uh you know my friend chris chris is also the one who mixes a lot of my podcast shows so shout out to chris aka kiki grace if you don't know who she is she's an up-and-coming producer and check her out on instagram at kiki grace and uh, but basically her and i went to go see this movie and to my surprise they're not blocking seats no more it was very very weird because when i when we got the tickets they were blocking seats and then pretty much what i mean by blocking seats was you know one of the stipulations for movie theaters to open back up is they were only showing up um, seating about 40 percent of the people and uh when you bought a ticket they would block the seats around you that way people can still socially distance well i guess since you know everyone is opening back up they said well we don't have to block seats no more and um to my surprise someone came and sat right next to me i was like oh okay now i'm not one of those you know stay away from me you know it's i'm not one of those people you know it's you know i understand that but it was just more of a surprise because i was i just wasn't expecting it so 
we went to go see Fast 9 and this is going to be a half non-spoiler talk and then half of it is going to be I guess spoiler-ish um so it's if you don't if you haven't seen the movie yet one you should be listening to this podcast um but if you wanted to just get some information uh, from it before you go into it definitely I appreciate the support uh, and I will let you know when I'm going to get into like the more spoiler section if you wanted to save, um, you know, any spoilers for the movie. But let's talk about this movie now. Fast 9. I I will admit I am a Fast and Furious saga junkie. Uh, I've been watching all of them since the very beginning. The only one that I haven't seen was Hobbs and Shaw. And I'll talk about that a little bit more um, later on in the podcast. But that's the only one I haven't seen. I may still go back and watch it. But, you know, I am, you know, I like the movies. Uh, I would definitely admit that at some point it has gotten a little bit obnoxious. Uh, I don't, they've gotten away from just fast cars and girls and, you know, a brief, you know, um, uh, heist type thing. Now it's more of a heist movie. People are basically superheroes now. It's, it's so crazy, but you know, I have fun with it. And I think that the one thing that I would say that makes these movies, um, still land for me is that one, everyone keeps coming back. Um, if they replace, you know, a lot of the people or if it was a whole different cast, because there are some new people who's joined the the family, as Dominic Toretto would say, you know, they it's is that they have done that. But, you know, the main people are coming back every single time. So that's like, all right. If they're going to keep coming back, then I'll keep coming back, too. But this is the 10th movie in the overall franchise but the ninth movie in the original storyline um it's like i said my overall thoughts so i did enjoy it um it is a little bit over the top um i knew that going into the movie just based on the the trailers and stuff like that you know when they they dropped a trailer last year and then they did they they held off because you know last year it was supposed to originally come out i want to say uh april 2020 and then they had to push it back because of uh covid and then it was supposed to come out uh april 2021 and then they pushed it back to memorial day weekend 2021 and then the official release date was june 25th 2021 so you know like i said it's a little bit over the top some of the stunts and action sequences are a little bit unrealistic unrealistic but overall is the story is still pretty good um you know the cast has been saying that this movie will make a uh, breaker raking numbers at the box office you know in a pandemic um, so I wanted to talk about that with you guys before, like I said, we get into the the actual discussion of the movie. Um, and you know, to me, numbers matter in a movie. Why do they matter? Well, for a few for a few things. One, you know, in a pandemic world, you know, when you have a higher box office number, that means you know, movie going experience of blockbusters are getting back to normal. Like as, as great as it is to watch movies from home. Um, you just don't really get that same experience of watching a movie, a big blockbuster movie in a theater for a movie that was made for theaters. Um, you know, big action sequences, watching it on the big silver screen, you know, IMAX or Dolby Cinema. You can have the biggest TV at home. It just is not the same experience, at least for me, it's not. So I've been really excited to get back into the movie theater. I've been going since April. 
with a few movies here and there. There's a lot more movies coming out this summer I'm going to be seeing in the theater, so I'm super excited about that. Um, but why does, you know, numbers matter? You know, besides movie theaters and everything getting back to normal, uh, that means more movies are coming. You know, if people are going to go out and see these movies, then the, the studios are not going to keep pushing movies back. And I think that was one thing that was frustrating last year just because we were all in this, like, uncertainty of what's going on and what's happening and you know movies kept getting pushed back we had a few movies that came out last year um in theaters where they were open i think the only movie that i actually saw in the theater last year uh bef uh during the pandemic was tenant and um there was a lot of people in there but i don't think i was able to make it back to the theaters only because theaters around me were closed so it wasn't for anything other than that but it was just theaters were closed um the experience was very different then um you know people are still wearing masks inside of a theater but obviously everything was super you can't touch this you can't touch that type thing um but yeah it was you know it's i think the, having a higher box office number you know just gives hope to the industry overall and like i said i always think about the bigger picture it's not necessarily just for the stars and the big studio execs stuff like that i'm you know there's jobs involved there's people who work on the film there's the person who you know designs it there's people who work on the vfx there's the Aaron boys and the Aaron girls and you know there's people who work at the theaters and the people who work on the marketing materials so you know higher box office numbers means okay we're gonna get more movies that means jobs are able to still go so that's why i'm excited about these things but let's talk about you know the numbers really really quick because i know vin diesel said it and uh Ludacris said it and i'm pretty sure tyree said it too but they're like you know fast nine is gonna break all the box office so it did um it opened up with 70 million dollars opening weekend domestically uh which is the biggest opening for any movie during the pandemic you know the top five cities it made the most um, included los angeles and new york which were number one and number two on that list and the reason why that's important is because during the pandemic you know los angeles and new york were closed to movie theaters and these cities are major movie metropolis cities so a lot of people go to see movies in these cities more so you want a movie to open up really big in these in these cities because let's face it you know there's a lot more people who will go see movies in those in those cities you know i know like i said over here in la it seems like there's a movie theater on every single corner and during a movie like you know going back to avengers you know endgame every theater in city was booked and sold out and they had you know shows running all throughout the night you know 7 p.m 10 p.m 2 a.m 5 a.m and i would say with the exception of like maybe the 5 a.m show all of them were sold out so i i grew up in orlando and there's theaters over there but it's not as much as it is over here so Let's talk about some of the other high performance, just to give perspective of why $70 million um, is a big deal for a pandemic. Now, mind you, 70 million, you know, outside of a pandemic or pre-pandemic, it's good, but for a Fast and Furious franchise movie, it would be on the lower end, only because those new movies usually make north of $100 million. Um, 
you know, and like I said, numbers, numbers talk and numbers is a big thing. So 70 million during the pandemic is a lot. Um, a Quiet Place 2, which I've also seen in theaters, made $47.5 million its opening weekend. Godzilla vs. Kong, uh, which came out in theaters and HBO Max at the same time, did $31.6 million. Uh, Mortal Kombat, which was also theaters and HBO Max, made $23.3 million. And then Cruella, uh, which was Disney Plus for purchase, um, and theaters made $21.4 million. So a quiet place too, I think overall right now is over a hundred million dollars during the pandemic, which is great. And it's also theaters only. Um, it was released under Paramount and, uh, Paramount, just like universal is theaters exclusive for right now. Um, after a 45 day window, it's supposed to go over to Paramount plus, uh, as far as Universal, they haven't really said where it's going to go after it's in theaters. Um, I know the original window, it was supposed to be uh, 17 days. I think they may have bumped it up to 45. And I think Peacock is the streaming platform for Universal, but they haven't really put a lot of like effort and marketing and stuff like that into Peacock. So... Uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Fast 9 when it's done with this theater run. But 70 million definitely speaks volumes. Like, okay, people are, you know, people are ready to go back. Um, I think it's as the summer goes on, we have other movies that are coming out and we may see that number increase. We may see what's going to happen with it in this future, but 70 million for our opening weekend domestically um, is great. So I'm super excited about that. Um, but I, so I guess they were right. They said we're going to break the box office numbers and uh, we did. So like I said, overall, I enjoyed the movie. Um, like I said, some of the stunts were over the top. Um, we'll get into it in just a second when I go into the spoiler section. Um, but if you are hesitant about seeing this movie, I would say if you love the characters, if you love the franchise, definitely go check it out for yourself. This is the ninth movie um, in the old original storyline. And I think Vin Diesel has said that the next uh, there is going to be two more <laughs> so i know a lot of people was like just let it die already i know a lot of people after paul walker unfortunately passed away when they were making the seventh movie that's when they stopped watching it and just to give a little bit of backstory around i guess the two more movies um ben diesel he you know he was a part of the first one paul walker went and made the second one they did ask Vin diesel to come back and he said no then they did the Tokyo Drift and when they did Tokyo Drift, you know, they sort of shifted things and brought Vin Diesel and the original cast back for the fourth one. And Vin Diesel, that's that's when he stepped up and became like a producer for the movie and started to have a little bit more of a hands on experience. And he said that if he's going to do it, he wants to make an overall storyline. So if you go back and you watch four five and six, it's a continuous story over three movies and i think originally before paul walker passed away seven eight and nine was going to be a continuous story too they had to sort of shift it once paul walker passed away and then you have the fate of the furious which is the eighth one and then now they're officially saying that nine ten and eleven or to what vin diesel said uh, fast nine and then 10 part one and 10 part two is going to be the next and final movies in this story where I feel like he's going to be able to finally hand over the keys and walk away from the franchise. So we'll see if he actually does it. Um, are you going to stick in and stick around to see 10 part one, 10 part two? I'm pretty sure I'll be there. Um, we'll see what happens now. 
for the spoiler-ish section. Like I said, if you haven't seen this movie, this will be the time to pause this uh, franchise, no, franchise, pause this podcast show and uh, go watch it, come back and continue watching it from there. So like I said, I don't want to go too, too much into it, but I just wanted to talk about a few things that stick out to me. Um, that was under the uh, the spoiler is section now i mentioned this before i haven't seen hobbs and shaw the reason why i haven't seen hobbs and shaw is like i said i i like the original cast i like the fact that they keep coming back i like the storylines that they've been telling and there was some drama between you know the rock and vin diesel filming of i think i know for sure the fate of the furious and i want to say part of the seventh movie as well and um i remember when uh the rock announced that he was doing hobbs and shaw the other cast members were kind of upset and you know tyrese he's he's known for going to twitter and just ranting but he went on there and pretty much just said yo bro this is supposed to be about family we're all supposed to do this together you know you're just in it for the money type thing um the studio came to all of us and asked all of us if we wanted to do our own standalone movie and all of us said no um you're the only one who said yes and blah 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 and you know to be honest I can see both sides of it. I can understand, especially after Paul Walker passing away. Um, to me, it's kind of like, if you guys are going to continue doing this, you bring everyone back. You know what I mean? In this movie, they they brought everyone back. They brought back Bow Wow's character. Um, they brought back, I think is is. I'm, I need to look it up, but the main guy from uh, Tokyo Drift, you know, they brought him back as well. So they're bringing back people. And I think that's what makes it enjoyable because it's like, all right, cool. They're bringing back these people. Hobbs and Shaw really was about two characters that they introduced in the Fast and Furious franchise. And they had their own little spinoff. I wasn't really drawn to it. I remember seeing the the, the commercials for it. I was just kind of like, eh, um, I may go back and watch it just to see what's going to happen. But, you know, we'll see. But about Fast 9, like I said, there's a couple of things that stuck out to me that I wanted to bring up. So they did do a background story of Dom. So basically this movie is about uh, Dominic and Letty, you know, they're raising their child. And all of a sudden we found out that Dom has a brother. His name is Jacob. And Jacob is you know messing with them and you know he has his own thing going on and they're trying to figure out what's going on they introduce a backstory for dom and his brother which was very interesting um they also read they showed when dom's father passed away on the racetrack so if you remember in the very first one uh dom had took you know paul walker's character brian to his little garage behind the house and showed him the car that him and his dad had built together and talked about how um you know his dad got clipped on a um on, on a racetrack and his dad had passed away well, they showed that sequence and they showed, you know, young Dominic Toretto and they show, you know, young Jacob Toretto and they showed his dad and they showed the guy who clipped him and showed why his brother Jacob had disappeared and everything behind it. And I thought that was very interesting. I would actually like to see a prequel um, if y'all going to keep doing these movies and if everyone walks away, that'll be a kind of a cool way to have it set up 
going into like maybe the first one um, because they could talk about you know jacob they can talk about mia they can talk about you know dominic they can talk about you know how the original band was put together in the first movie um how everything led into it they can even have someone playing brian at a younger person him in a police academy they can have all of that they could talk about how dominic started you know doing what he was doing in the first movie and everything like that so i feel like that'd be kind of cool since they introduced it in this movie so we got some more explanation as to what happened pretty much his dad was in debt and was going to throw the race but it went wrong his dad had passed away uh so we saw that um they never really touched on it in the previous movies but like i said they they talked about it a little bit before they want to talk about it a little bit on this movie and i thought that was very interesting now let's talk about han now the last trailer from last year um, where they showed the car swinging um, in the air like Tarzan, <laughs> which I mean, I guess if it works, I guess. Um, but they showed the car swinging, but they ended the trailer with Han coming back. Now, if you are, if you watch any of these movies, you know Han character um, passed. Well, he died. He was killed in the third movie in Tokyo Drift. Then they brought him back for the fourth, fifth, and sixth movie. And at first I was like, what? But then you realize those are prequels. So they're like, oh, okay, cool. There was a whole thing that happened and all the stuff like that. They never really said the timeline for the third movie. It just sort of happened. And at the very end of the third movie, you see the um, Vin Diesel made a cameo with his character and showing up and was like, I knew Han from back in the day and da 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 and that's how they sort of went into the fourth, fifth, and sixth movie. And he kept saying how he was, he wanted to go to Tokyo, how he wanted to go to Tokyo. And at the very end of the sixth movie, he actually did go to Tokyo. Um, and then it cuts to a scene of him, you know, crashing and dying. And then that's when you see Jason Statham's character, Shaw, um, who supposedly had did it and was like, you know, Dominic Toretto, you don't know me, but you're about to in the movie cuts to black. So you're like, dang, okay, so we finally saw the end of that character, but then he shows up in this one. And I'm like, okay, how are y'all gonna explain this? Now, they did explain it. I'm not gonna say how they explain it. To me, it was kind of ridiculous. Like, it was too convenient. It was too much like, all right, I guess, if that's how y'all wanted to do. But I will say this. I have a problem with bad marketing for a movie. I remember when um, Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice came out and the they showed Wonder Woman in the trailer. And I remember telling myself, I was like, I felt like that was a mistake. You know, they had, they had the Man of Steel movie with just Superman and then they announced Batman versus Superman and they were building, you know, the, the DC universe. And I felt like, when Wonder Woman shows up in a movie, it's supposed to be a big moment, but the moment was taken away because you knew she was coming. So, and they had promotional art and all stuff like that for it. And I always thought that was a bad mistake for that. So when this movie happened, I was like, okay, when the trailer happened, I was like, you showed Han in the trailer. And from the trailer's perspective, it was like, that was a big moment for the trailer. Like, he's alive he's back and i think when it happened in the movie the way the movie was like constructed and put together that moment was supposed to be a big surprise and to me 
showing him in the trailer took that a moment away because you knew it was coming. You knew exactly when it was going to happen. And I think that, you know, movies or people who put these trailers together need to have a better conversation with the directors and the producers of the movie and really try to sell a movie. Marvel as is really, really good at not giving stuff away. Um, they will film extra stuff just for a trailer that is a complete misdirect from the actual movie. I think the only time in recent years that I've seen where they gave a big moment away, but when you saw it in the context of the movie, it wasn't a huge moment because it had already happened was in Avengers Endgame when they showed Tony and, you know, Captain America, you know, when he was like, do you trust me? And Captain was like, I do. And they shook hands and then, like whatever. But that moment happened literally towards the end of the second act of the movie. So they had already been reunited. So, and I know some people was like, you know, I wanted to see that happen in the movie. But I think when you saw the actual movie, it was kind of like, okay, you know, it was there. But that moment wasn't as big of a significance uh, for the movie's plot. It was more of a big significance for the trailer. Moments like this, they should have never shown Han. Um, period. They should have never shown Han in the trailer. They should have saved that. You know, there's it's it's okay. Show us the show us uh parts of the movie that's gonna get us excited, but don't ruin the surprises because now, you know, we get these trailers nowadays that put all the big action sequences in the trailer and all the big reveals in the trailer. So when we actually see the movie, all we're seeing is just filler parts. So it's kinda like, Well, I already saw all this stuff. You know what I mean? And like people like me who go watch trailers more than once, you know what I mean? It's like I've already seen it. Now, I know there are people who don't like to watch trailers at all. And I understand, you know, I, you know, I've even thought about maybe I should have watched this. And sometimes there are certain things I won't watch it for. I'll just know what's coming and I'll just go and see because I already want to go see it. But because I, you know, talk about movies and I review them and all this stuff like that, you know, naturally, I'm going to go watch these things before it comes out. And I'm also really excited for it. So I think that's a big thing that I feel like those who are in the powers to be need to recognize and stop ruining movies with these trailers you know uh, marketing in these movies can make a movie experience worse or better i think that people would have joyed would have been genuinely shocked to have found out that han was still alive and i think that his whole storyline as does as to why it happened uh would have landed a lot better at least for me i remember a movie hide and seek do y'all remember that movie uh, with dakota fanning you know i i wonder what she's doing nowadays anyways besides the point um but she was in a movie called hide and seek when she was younger and there's a big spoiler um in the end i'm i'm not gonna ruin it just only because we're talking about ruining things but the movie is literally over 10 years old so if you haven't seen it then you know but there's a big twist at the end and i remember watching the trailers after the movie came out and was like if you've seen this movie please don't ruin the twist so the only thing that they said was there's a twist at the end, which made people like, hmm, I wonder what it is. But it got people to go out and see it more because they're like, oh, OK, and it, it was a horror movie. And the, the twist was big. I was like, whoa, I was honestly, I wasn't really expecting that. What as to what happened? It's a great movie. It's kind of creepy, um, but it's but I, I wish they would go back to that, like save the reveals for the movie. Like, I don't want to see the big things happen in the trailer. At this point, I've already seen the movie. I don't have to go spend money and watching your movie. 
I genuinely like going to movies and seeing things I haven't seen yet. As much as I love trailers when they come out and I go back and rewatch them and I pick them apart and I make speculations and stuff, what makes it awesome is when I get things in a movie that I wasn't expecting. It's like, oh snap, it actually makes the experience better, you know? So I don't know. Um, anyways, them keeping Brian's character in the storyline is pretty cute. Um, I like how they didn't kill him off. So they just, they, re they reference him every now and then. So in the seventh movie, they did this beautiful tribute uh, where if I, anytime I watch it, I'll always tear up. Um, and it's, it's really hard to address a actor who passes away in a franchise and they have to keep going on. You know, it's 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 really tough to do that. That's one of the biggest things right now with Chadwick Boseman and Black Panther 2 because Black Panther 2 is it's going to be a huge movie and he's the lead. He's Black Panther. So, it's it's hard to address stuff like that. So, you know, Paul Walker passed away in the middle of filming uh, Fast and Furious 7 and they finished the movie with his two brothers as stand-ins, as body doubles. And they did go back and they changed the script a little bit so they could take him out in parts so they could take him out. But there was stuff that they kept him in and they did the best job that they could with, you know, keeping him in there. Um, they, like I said, they used his brothers as his body doubles because they had similar body builds and then they would digitally add his face in certain places. Some parts you can noticeably see, some parts you can't really tell. But at the very end of the movie, they had this beautiful tribute where, you know, all of them are sitting there on the sand and um they're talking they're playing around and you see brian and mia and their ch their child off in the distance um just playing and then you know they're like just look and then you know they have this moment and things are gonna be different now and when i even now thinking about it, i'm just getting chills but the it was like those moments the characters when the movie were talking but it was also the actors playing those characters as well and they had this beautiful thing where you know dom he leaves he gets his car he drives off and then paul walker drives up next to him and was like hey you weren't gonna leave without saying goodbye and then like they played this little this montage over like you know with paul walker being in all these movies and they have him drive off into the sunset it's just just even thinking about it just it, it makes me you know a little choked up but like i said i've I told you guys before paul walker was one of the few actors that actually legit made me cry when he passed away rest in peace paul walker um, but I like the fact that they haven't really killed them off in the, in the franchise. They just said, you know, he has a child, he's out the game. And in the eighth movie, uh, Mia's character wasn't in it as well. They, they kept both of them out And this one. They brought Mia back because it was uh, supposedly her and Dom's brother. So she was like, you're not going to leave me out of this type thing. And I thought that was kind of cool. And at the very end of the movie, you know, they're all sitting around, you know, the table about to have dinner and there's an open chair next to Mia and he's she's like oh he's on his way he's almost here and then you see like a blue car pull up and it's supposed to be brian and you see letty's face smile and you see uh dominic toretto's face smile and it cuts to black and i remember looking over at chris and i was just like oh <laughs> he's still here and she was like i know that was so sweet um but i like the fact that they're keeping him in it um i think that that's really really cool um you know just to keep it and honor his memory and his legacy and they they keep it you know grounded for the most part you know let's see what else uh they went to space 
and you know what's so funny is I think the, them going to space thing was sort of like a joke that people were saying, well, you know, you guys are flipping cars and having them drop out of planes and, you know, you're pretty much becoming superheroes. Next thing y'all know, y'all gonna go to space. And they said, yes. And they went to space. And I'm gonna be real honest with you. As ridiculous as it was, it made sense for the storyline. Um, I, you know, all I could do was laugh when I saw they were going to do it because when they, when they showed it in the trailer, I was like, are y'all kidding me? Y'all are really about to go to space. But when I saw the movie, I was like, it's kind of ridiculous, but I guess I could get with it. Like it, it made sense. Now they did make some jokes. Like they made a joke about, cause I guess their suits have blew up and they look like little minions. And someone said, are those minions? Like, you know, and I thought that was a really cool, you know, a universal flex because you know the despicable me and minions is a universal franchise type thing um so i thought that was kind of cool chris had also pointed out there was a, a waldo reference in there as well i didn't see it i need to go back and watch it so i can see it again but she noticed it like right away and she was laughing about that um but yeah so they went to space and i thought that was kind of cool and there were some other stunts in this movie one one of the stunts looks like someone caught a car um and then some of the like listen the the car that was on the vine it just so happened to conveniently like swing and not fall apart and then they would roll and crash and then walk away from without a scratch and i did think it was kind of funny that one of the things that they said in the movie well tyrese was like do you realize that we be doing some of these off the wall things these off the crazy stunts and we walk away without a scratch like they was they're, they're poking fun at it so i'm like okay if you guys can have fun with it i can have fun with it too and i think that's why i can still enjoy these movies because they're serious but they're not taking themselves too serious and i think that's something i can appreciate because y'all not out here trying to be you know a tenant or y'all not out here trying to be the dark knight something or something that's like even more critically acclaimed y'all not trying to win best you know best picture or anything it's it's a popcorn flick movie and i think as long as i keep that in mind you know i can i can stick with it um like i said before there's supposed to be two more movies in this saga uh fast 10 part one and part two and pretty much based on what happens in this movie my predictions is that you know charlie Theron's character will remain as the main villain going forward since they turn on jacob in the third act and jacob is dominic's brother they would try to find him and kill him and now and dominic and his team aka his family will go after them to protect his brother and i think that you know in the next movie he could be on the run type thing whatever i don't know what the main heist of that was gonna be and then the 11th one i think she'll probably actually end up dying in that one um, that's the only thing that i can think of if they're gonna do a part one part two is one main storyline so i don't uh john cena is the one who plays uh jacob and i definitely think he'll be back I think The Rock will actually come back too. I know that there's there was some beef. I think they're sort of like in that feud now between the two of them. Uh, I think it'd be kind of cool if they bring back them, The Rock. Um, one of the end, well, the end credit scene of this movie was with John, uh, Jason Statham. I was gonna say John Statham, but it's Jason Statham. 
Shaw's character and Han pretty much shows up at his door like what's good <laughs> so if they're gonna bring back Shaw they have to bring back Hobbs and I think you know if y'all gonna go that route bring everyone back bring even Mendez back from the, the the second one you know make sure Bow Wow and you know the other dude stays around you know bring everyone back child I mean y'all can even throw a little cameo at the very end you know bring you know Paul Walker's brother back and you know have him as a body double and y'all show Paul Walker so y'all show Brian's character one last time with with this with their child or something like that you know have everyone come back for like the very final movie and I think that'll be a nice way to be like all right cool we're actually ending it we're gonna leave it alone and we're gonna you know actually you know what I'm literally just thought about this right now do y'all remember in the second one too fast too furious when they caught the bad guy um that's when, when paul walker and tyrese was in it and he was like you know they were about to take him to jail he's like i'm gonna see you again what if he shows up again like what if he becomes like the villain and starts going after tyrese that'd be kind of cool um i think all the other main villains from the other ones are pretty much wrapped up together um but yeah so what do you guys think? Have you guys seen Fast 9? Do you guys want to see Fast 9? Do you not want to see it? Are you guys tired of this franchise? Um, I will say this. As much as I love these movies, I hate the ride. Um, I hate it so much. Um, the the ride. So they have they have a the Fast and Furious ride at both. I think it's Fast and Furious Supercharged, both at Universal in Orlando and also Universal over here in Hollywood. And over here in Hollywood, the ride is a part of the studio lot tour i haven't been on it over here i've only been to universal once over here uh, for halloween horror nights after our first movie here not too long ago um but the one in florida is an actual attraction by itself and i think is you know, they could have did more with it um i don't like the way it's i don't like the i don't like the ride at all um i think it's is is really boring and it's kind of dumb um, I'm all for 3D and stuff like that, but make it work. Um, don't take the lazy way out. And I think that that ride to me is just lazy. I'm sorry if anyone from the movie is listening to this. I just, I don't like the ride. I love y'all movies though. And I love y'all keep doing what y'all doing, <laughs> but let me know what you guys think about the movie. Um, if you like it, if you don't like it. And like I said, you know, we're going to see what happens, um, with the, the next two movies. Hopefully it is the end, you know, all good things have to come to an end at some point and i don't want to see a fast and furious 20 i just i don't this is not james bond like you know what i mean it only works with the original cast is there and if they're going to keep making it with just different people it's not going to be the same so uh i will stick in and stick with it for the next two but at some point it does have to end so there you have it that's my you know spoiler ish talk of fast nine and let me know what you guys think about it so like i said as always please be sure to follow at the movie bugle on my instagram page or you can click on the link on that page to find out all the different ways you can tune into the movie bugle please share please share and please share this podcast with your friends with your family i am trying to grow this thing into something special and i will be back to talk to you guys another week about another movie have a good one bye-bye